0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. It's time for the preview show. We're talking Dolphins. We're talking 49ers. And somebody not wearing red and gold is about to
1: get finned up. Let's go. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. this, breezy that. Lord ain't nobody working like breezy and that's a fact Overmotivated is an understatement gold-blooded to the core got your squad hating. breezy make it look easy breezy on everything like 05067 wheezy this is not a game yeah we faithful in every way and even though we on the east coast very loyal to the bay Heavy so red and go gold every three, day. And if ten, you really ten, a Niners fan, ten, I know you can relate. Applying pressure know. with this content yeah. like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by yeah. Trey, so head. beware. I stay in exclusively Niners hats. And I always tell the truth, it's exclusively yeah. Niners facts. Breezy yeah. this, Breezy yeah. that. They know I'm gold blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. What's
0: going on, Faithful? It's your boy Breezy and the one and only Mr. John. I gotta say his full name because his mama name is R.
2: (laughs) Chapman. What's going on, baby? Dude, so glad to be here. I These are turning into my favorite times of the week. You know, just being on your show, I get to relax the shoulders a little bit. I just get a freaking talk and hang out and the vibe of the channel the chat is already on fire i love it so glad to be here today and what an awesome week what an awesome opportunity the 49ers have ahead of them pumped up man i'm so pumped here's the funny thing
0: i'm sitting here reading the chat before the show starts and they're they're already talking trash and they're like here we go breezy with the 30 minute intros i've done my (laughs) due diligence to change the intro, to cut it, to trim it down some way, somehow. Haven't seen GSU for life all week long first time I hear from him this week, and he's talking about, here comes the 30-minute answer. GSU for life, I love you, bro. Wouldn't be here without you. Shout out to everybody out there, all the members of the channel. Thank y'all so much for your contributions. I see you guys in here early. Just a quick shout out to the members. Jacqueline's here. My man Boats is here. Eddie G is in the building. Christy Marie is in the building. My brother Troy, who also did a Madden simulation yesterday. He was sending me the updates, and I'm a little upset because his game must be fixed, and mine is broken. Troy is in the building. What's going on, everybody? Love you guys. Shout out to everybody else in the chat. John, thank you so much for being here. I don't even know why I'm thanking you. This is your show. Like This is what we're going to do every single week. We're going to do the John and Wayne show here and on your channels. We're going to give everybody two different vibes, and I kind of like that because I get you to actually break down the game you know what I'm saying? Can't get you to do film with me, but I could get you to break down this game. And that's the most important thing. So John, thank you so much for being here. i see you Lake City Fresh. Shout out to everybody out there. One more time, really quick. Make sure you guys go cop that single off of Apple uh, Music, Spotify, Google Play, Breezy This, Breezy That. It's by the one and only Lake City Fresh. Don't forget to like right now. Hit that like button and then hit it again. Just in case if you forgot to hit it the first time, don't forget to leave a comment if you're watching. Watching the show and don't forget to subscribe to the channel, it's most important. And last but not least, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I see my mint John, your podcast is like top five of all the 49er podcasts out there. So I'm I'm so blessed to have you here because you're gonna give me all the pointers on how to get my joint into the top 10. That's what ah. you
2: do. You don't know I, that. That's what you're I gonna I love do. it. I that's love it. Hey, do. I'm down, man. Let's let's make it work. And you know, I, I gotta say, man, what I feel like a lot of your listeners or watchers kind of had migrated over, and I think that's starting to happen with my listeners or viewers migrating over to your channel, too. And it's just all about building, man, building on positivity, building on community, which you're better at than anybody. So uh, all positive things. We're trending up, baby. We are trending up. Fins up. I'm just playing. Ooh, 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 <laughs> Miss Debbie, ooh. what's going on? See, when I use
0: the word fin, it's a word play because somebody getting finned up and it ain't going to be us. I can tell you that right now. So I like the fact that we're going to be using the fin. Shout out to Miss Debbie. We hope you're feeling a tad bit better. Um, uh, You guys have no idea what Miss Debbie does behind the scenes for the show. She's one of the producers of the show. She does a tremendous job. And he, sick and all, oh, she's here. Like, she's here. Uh, another producer of the show, my girl Jackie Man, She says, we rock. Thank you so much for the contribution. Uh, we appreciate you, Jackie. Uh, thank you so much for the contribution. I got to get my sound buttons working, right? I had a different sound button set up, and it's not currently right, and I'll get that there. But I got to give a shout out to this gentleman right here, Javier Rodriguez. He's a Dolphin fan, and he's been tuned in at all week long. And he came on the show yesterday, right? And, you know, unfortunately, he wherever he was, he was hot, he didn't have a shirt on, everything and whatever, he was just chilling. <laughs> it was cool with me, but everybody in the chat's like, man, you're a great speaker. Everything you said, it you know, was cool, but put a shirt on. The way he clapped back, was so professional, bro. It was the dopest clapback I've ever heard in my life, and I forgot what it was. But his clapback was on point. Shout out to my man, Javier. He's the ultimate clapbacker. It was real professional. Nobody got mad. It was just perfect. It was perfect. We had a great show. I actually
2: didn't have my shirt on until you reminded me when we were about to go live. So... There you go. We're, we're, we're stepping it up professional wise. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: we gotta wear shirts on the show. John, I'm thinking one day, you know, one day we'll upgrade to a, a button. We'll let shirt. them out. We'll yeah. let them okay. There we go. We'll upgrade to the button up shirt and then possibly upgrade to the tie. You know what I'm saying? Just one day a week, not five days a week, just one day a week. You know what I'm saying? I'll take so, it. I'll take it. It's all good. But John, man, we got a lot to talk about, man. There's some things going on in the 49er world. Uh uh practice. Happened yesterday. And it was a lot of good news at practice, John. And so I got to ask you, what was your favorite news that was released yesterday from 49ers practice?
2: Eric Armstead, are you kidding me? Like the 49ers defense, which is number one, best in the NFL, is about to get better. You know, whenever I did the um, 90-man roster countdown this offseason, I had Eric Armstead, I think, at six or seven. Like, that's how big of a player he is. Everything goes through him on the defense. It starts up the middle. And we've patched together the forty ers defensive patched together solid defensive tackle play from players who are not defensive tackles. Charles Minihue is not a defensive tackle. Kerry Hyder is not a defensive tackle. And so, like, Drake Jackson, who plays there in the NASCAR package, not a defensive tackle. Now you get back a true defensive tackle, even though Armstead can play end. Fred Warner's games about to get better which is insanity when you think about it that's it's it's a domino effect and big number 91 Eric Armstead oh my gosh this is huge this is huge I don't expect him to play 40 plus snaps like he usually does and people forget this dude played four straight years without, without missing a game yeah without missing oh, a game.
0: Injured, but without missing a game
2: Yeah, that's true. He played through it. So to get that consistency back, I'm excited. If if we get 20 snaps out of him, I'm going to be the happiest guy there is. Here's the thing, John. You know, I like
0: that your expectations, 20 snaps kind of ease them in. I don't think that's the way he's looking at football. I think Eric Armstead feels like he's back. He's been back. He's been ready to go. And this is it. Like, he's ready. He's all in. You know what I'm saying? I know it's football and things can happen. You know, he can get tuned, you know, you know, you know, kind of worked up or tweaked or whatever like that. But I think Eric Armstead is just ready to go, bro. And as much as we wanted him back and, you know, he's been practicing for the past couple of weeks. Look, this is good news because now he gets to get reacclimated in one of the biggest games of the year. Mm-hmm. And then it's all smooth sailing. So, like, it's like, well, not smooth sailing as far as victories, but he can consistently get better and better and progress each and every week for the last remaining five games after this game six games left you feel come back to playoffs he's gonna be in super ready armstead form and what if armstead comes back even better than what he was before he left with the foot injury
2: It's it's weird because it's not just one foot injury, right? It's two. Right, it's two. He had plantar fasciitis in one, then he comes back and the other foot gets stepped on. Now he has a hairline fracture in the other one. So he's coming back from not one but two. That's difficult, and especially for big guys. But like you said, he could have went last week. They brought him out for the Saints game. He did the entire pregame warm-up and then they sat him down. They're like, you know what? And I think this is kind of the evolution of Kyle Shanahan a little bit, and the fact that We're not rushing people back. We need you for the playoff run. We don't need you for the Saints. We need you for the playoff run. December. We're in December football. December football. And this is where the men come to freaking show out. And so that's what you've been building for. And even though that is, like, again, I keep stressing this, and I love this game because I think it's such a great litmus test to where the 49ers fit in the NFL it's probably the least important game we have left on the schedule. Correct. Not a conference game, not a division game. Doesn't like it the least important, but it matters. Even though it's the least important for playoffs, it still matters. It's important, but not near as important as the next three games on our schedule. And let's, let's let's explain why it matters.
0: Right. So it matters for for multiple reasons, because these two teams and I was trying to explain this. I was on the Dolphins podcast this uh, week uh, and I was trying to explain how identical like the teams are from the coaching all the way down to the players. Like if you look at it, look, look at what. All right. So look at what Mike McDaniel inherited. Right. He had a Jaden Waddle. He had a Tua Taliton. I uh, can't never say his last name. Right? Tonga Viola. Tonga Viola. Right. He had a Tunga, Tua Tonga Viola. Right. <laughs> I hope I said that right. I feel like I'm you did, saying you it.
2: Did. That was good. That was All solid. Right?
0: Apologize to her. Uh, really like the kid, think he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL, and he's going to continue to progress because now he's with a head coach that understands him, right? He understands what his limitations are. He understands how to pull certain things up out of him and get him to work in certain ways. And most importantly, what did Mike McDaniel do as soon as he got to the Dolphins? He started building his team around Tua Tonga Viola, right? He started building the team around. What did he add? He added, he made sure that the offensive line was set. He went and got a left tackle, right? Then they signed around Armstead and free
2: agency. That Yeah, One big time. Team. One of the biggest signings of the entire everything.
0: It's the first thing you do, right? You protect your – I don't even think he protects the quarterback because he's left-handed, so you want the opposite tackle to be the best, right? But you get a left tackle, pretty decent in the right tackle. I believe the right tackle is injured as well. But here's the thing. They went out and got a dynamic weapon. Don't we have a dynamic weapon? With so our pick, too. They used our pick. James. That was our pick they traded for Tyreek did super identical and now let's talk about the defense right let's talk about what they did on defense they signed melvin ingram and then they went during season before the trade deadline and got a guy in the caliper of a nick bosa right bradley chubb is one of the top pass rushers edge rushers in the nfl he has been for been for years he was there with denver von miller and then you gotta factor in bradley chubb he had some injuries and then he kind of started to decline they went and got a guy that can be somewhat dynamic, like a Nick Bosa. He's not Nick Bosa, but like a Nick Bosa. They're super identical to the 49ers. Am I right or am I wrong?
2: No, you're super right. And you haven't even touched all the 49ers that are on the team. Now, oh, like, that's your job. That's like, like, when you like, come in. Like, uh, Raheem Mostert, Trent <laughs> Sherfield. They even drill. got they went and got River Craycraft. I, I felt like that hurt that would hurt me. Uh, I love Craig Craft, so after, I like all the players. After Wes Welker said, you know what, Kyle? It's been real. I'm going to go join my man Mike down here in South Florida. Yeah, Wes Welker, John Embry. John Embry. Um, who was coach. our tight ends coach that we let go because he wouldn't take a pay cut to bring in Anthony Lynn. Like, there's a lot there. And I don't know, man. You watch these teams. You see the connections, which Coach Cruz, I saw him in the chat earlier talking about it. The, the connections... It's it's like a page and a half. So every week, Coach Cruz goes through and finds these interesting connections between teams for me, which is like one of my favorite things. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it, this is the longest list um, since he's been doing it times two. Uh, just everybody played together. All these guys: Jacob Eason, Miles Gaskin, uh, Sal, Sal, Salvan Ahmed, who was with us they played together at Washington, McGlinchey, Banks, Durham Smythe, Liam Eichenberg all together at Notre Dame, Austin Jackson, Drake Jackson, ah, Tolamo Hufunga, USC. Uh, USC. Like and I could go on and on. Like I'm trying there to find are his comments, so, so many <laughs> <laughs> like there are so many players that have been together before here, not to mention just the 49ers that came over, the coaches that came over. Like, there are just connections on connections on connections. Um, it, it's fun, man. I, I love it. And so really, really excited about this week because that matters. I mean, you know, again, I was a high school coach. But having said that, one of the largest programs in the country. And when we would play teams where, you know, one of your star players, would like, they would tell everybody, hey, my cousin plays for these guys. This game matters. Like, it 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 matters when you go against people you know, whether you love or hate. It matters. You play your best. And so there's just so many of those on both sides of this thing. All right, man. And now our, our friend
0: Pern uh, Amore says, hey, Breezy, and he he addressed you earlier in the chat as well. John, no one's talking about our offense. I promise you I asked this question yesterday. This is what was pissing me off. And uh, I got to ask you, John, what happened to – all the weapons, like, did they? Is this a good thing for the 49ers? I guess that's the question I'm asking. They're not even talking about the weapons on offense that the 49ers possess. All we've been hearing is about this number sixth rank offense, uh, points per game scoring offense from the Miami Dolphins. John, please explain to us why they're no longer talking about the weapons, except for Stephen A. Smith. He was the only person I heard yesterday that came out the mouth and said, Hey, man. I know Miami is good, but they ain't ran into this type of a brick wall before. It might be different, different for them.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing that gets lost. Everybody talks about the best on best, right? Forty Irons defense, Miami's uh, offense. I get that. But the other side is a very lopsided. The 49ers offense is better in every statistically category than Ah. the Dolphins defense. And that's the thing. If you look at, you know, just – Who the Dolphins have beat, and again, they don't make the schedule. They only play like whoever. But if you look at these offenses that they played, the Texans, the Bears, the Lions, the Browns, the Steelers, that's their last five matchups. They beat all of them. The Browns probably have the best offense of that group, but still nowhere near the 49ers. Steelers offense is terrible. Lions offense put up a lot of yards. Bears offense is not good. Texans offense is the worst. Like, that's the difference for me that I think people are missing. If you just look at what they've gone against to what they have to go against now with Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo's got a 4-1 to touchdown interception ratio for the first time in his career. Ever. 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions? To 19 touchdowns and three interceptions. How cool That's Colin Kaepernick-esque, who finished his entire career with a four-to-one touchdown to interception ratio. Like, Ooh-hoo. that's, and that has always been the question. There's been two questions with Jimmy Garoppolo. One, turns the ball over way too damn much. Two, can't throw deep, or doesn't throw deep. Sorry, let me just change that. you fixed the biggest issue, turning the ball over. Four straight games with no turnovers. If the 49ers offense doesn't turn the ball over, I don't give a damn. What the Dolphins offense does. Don't care. If the 49ers don't turn the ball over, the 49ers are undefeated when Jimmy G doesn't turn the ball over. That, that so like I get the narrative. If Jimmy protects the ball again, that's that's your number one key to this game. I don't okay. Madden simulation, do whatever. Jimmy G doesn't turn the ball over, 49ers win. Period paragraph, it's over.
0: Speaking of Madden and simulation, John, what a perfect segue Ooh. into the Madden simulation yesterday. Now, those that tuned in to the live simulation, it was a crazy one, right? Now, the Dolphins won, okay? They won 37 to 30, and it literally came down to a minute and 46 seconds, John. Like, that, it, it came down to a minute and 46 seconds. John didn't get a chance to watch it. So, guys, it's our job to kind of give them some of the context, right? And so, look, John, it started off, uh, Dolphins, well, the 49ers had the ball first. We turned it over. Uh they Oh, did up-
2: Jimmy turn it over? Uh, do You know, do y'all remember? Because that's key.
0: So it was six turnovers from Jimmy alone. Seven. What six interceptions and eight? Six okay. interceptions and two fumbles. So they you love- mean
2: to tell me somebody that's got four interceptions on the year had eight turnovers in one you know, game?
0: The game just does not like Jimmy garage. The game doesn't like the 49ers, period. Not my game, apparently. And it, it is what it is. So he had six interceptions and two fumbles. One of the fumbles was returned for a touchdown, and I believe one of his interceptions was returned for a touchdown. So they scored the first 20 points. That's the context. Dolphins, first 20. They had 20 points at the end of the first quarter, bro.
2: That's what they did last week in real life to the Texans. We're not the Texans. I, it, the, But the funny thing was it, it tuned up. So
0: like the second half, the defense was on point. The defense scored twice. So the defense gave the 49ers 14 points, right? You had a fumble recovery by uh, uh, Talanoa Hufunga and then a fumble recovery uh, touchdown by Fred Warner. And then I think that tied the game up, right? Jimmy threw for a touchdown, I believe, to Brandon Ayuk. I felt like he had two, can't really remember. Uh, But Jimmy literally threw it to them, bro. And like, I literally lost my spirit. Like, I was going bananas, bro. I couldn't figure out. Like, Jimmy was making me so upset. It was 19 the 2020, 2000, you know, that Jimmy. Like, dude, where are you throwing it to? He literally threw it to them, right? Debo ended up getting hurt but came back at late end of the game. But to make a long story short, we lost the game by seven points with eight turnovers, John. And so it's – we almost won. Now it was heavy – Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was heavy rain. It was pretty bad if you guys didn't get a chance to watch it watch it and it all started i'm glad you brought this up gsu for life. 13 turnovers on the entire year they gave us eight in that game bro it was tough it was tough. i don't know the madden people if you're watching uh shout out to troy because his simulation the 49ers 140 to 34 oh so another high scoring game defense gave up 34 i
2: that yeah game. that's that's crazy to me yeah,
0: and these this is on all pro and then put on all Madden all pro. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it was crazy. But but here was the kicker, they ran the option seven times.
2: And I'm like, dude, Kyle, come on, Kyle. Come that ain't on. happening. That's not happening in real life, man. Exactly. Even last year, last week, whatever it happened on fourth and two, that wasn't it was an RPO, but he was trying to hit Kittle the flat. Use check wipes out. He just kind of tucked it and ran, which was a bad choice by Jimmy. But, like, that wasn't even, eh, I don't know. I don't
0: know. It was, like I said, it tied up with the last two minutes of the game. They got the ball back minute 46, and the defense just couldn't get a stop, yo. That's what it came down to. And 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 how ironic, John, it was on a third and 10, and the defense gave up a bomb down the field to maybe Cedric Wilson, like the non-mother-freaking factor. You know what I'm saying?
2: Uh, He's their so, number three. And I like Cedric Wilson. I thought that was a good ad. Yeah, but Cowboys. Nah.
0: All right. So nah. anyway, uh, if you want to know how accurate they are, uh, they've been pretty accurate. But every time the 49ers lost a simulation, they won as well. Uh, so it's it's been weird. It's been a weird, weird year. Weird year for the Madden Sims. Um, they did win the last four in the Sim, and they won the last four in real life. So this particular one, they ended up losing. But, John, that's why we're here. We're here to preview this game. We got some guys coming back. Now, Debo didn't practice yesterday. Any concerns about Debo Samuel?
2: Not too much because he played through it last week. It would have been different if the injury happened. He left the game and didn't come back, but he's already played through it. So with Debo, who knows the system in and out, you just want him rested and as healthy as possible. He's dealing with the hamstring. He's dealing with the the quad contusion as well, which is just like a deep bruise. Like it just hurts. Um, So it's just rest and working it out. Debo's playing this game, guys. Debo's going to play.
0: Yeah. Um, Debo's going to play, guys. Now, I have Debo just being that the, the X factor in this game, who would be your X factor player on the offense? I have Debo being it and I could explain why, but I want to get your thoughts first on your guy, your person,
2: man. I I'm going to uh, dig deep. And part of me says, I don't like this either because she had a hit. So uh, unpredictable with his running backs. I'm mm-hmm. going Jordan Mason. I'm staying JP. Okay. Um, I want that physicality because this Miami's def- this Miami defense is susceptible to the run. And I want that second half. You probably won't see it till the third quarter. But I want to come out in the second half and punch them in the mouth with a physical running game. Um, the, one of my favorite things to do as a coach, as a player, as whatever, just as a fan, is when you have these finesse teams, these speed teams, you punch them in the face. And the Niners can do that better than anybody. And that's what I want – uh, from Jordan Mason, I, whether it's, you know, even if it's just five or six carries like last week, take the damn soul right out of them. That's what I want.
0: Mm, I like that, man. So I like so we did a show yesterday called uh, Freemason, and it's called that because it's up to Kyle Shanahan right now. Kyle has a weapon. He has another weapon. Uh, you knew that uh, you've been talking about it since the time that they find him. <laughs> This is a weapon. (laughs) I like how Wade's just like I'm tired of it. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not. Because like here's what I'm tired of: us not utilizing. Right. So we had no choice last week. We utilized the kid, and look, he's able to close out a game. I think Kyle Shanahan was most impressed about him being able to close out the game. Matter of fact, do I have the clip where Kyle Shanahan talked about he was most? Let's play the clip. Let's see if it'll play. His work ethic and
1: what he's been doing at practice or just the locker room and being supportive.
2: Um, I think they were impressed with how he looked running the ball. I think it reminded them of how he went in the preseason for a couple games, and you could feel him from the sidelines. Um, Those guys have been waiting for their opportunities. Um, And then we had two guys go down, and he was ready for it. And, you know, putting him there at the end of the game, when the game was still tight. I mean, there's six minutes, and it was a 13-point game. I mean, you want to... a guy who hasn't been in that much, I'd like to not put that pressure on him. I'd like to keep our vets out there holding on to the ball and stuff, but um, our guys were a little banged up. And so we put Mason in, and I'm real glad we did. I mean, he held on to that ball great. There was no way he was fumbling it. Um, but not only did do, he do that, but he moved the chains when it wasn't always blocked to move the chains. And I think that's what the players noticed on the sidelines. And I think the defense was really happy they didn't have to go back out there again. He
0: moved the chains even when they didn't block to move the chains that's the only thing i got out of that whole clip that's the only thing that mattered to me because that said to me john that jordan mason is a running back and all the other running backs are backs with unique sets of skills like unique correct. skills right correct so let's talk about that last part Why is that so important for the 49ers? Because the offensive line last week, rushing and the run blocking game, they were like a D
2: plus, bro. Yeah, Saints defense is good. But, but that's the thing. Jordan Mason had the same missed tackles forced as CMC and, Mm. and Elijah Mitchell combined. Jordan Mitchell had the same first downs rushed for as CMC, and Elijah Mitchell. He only got the ball five times. (laughs) He only got the ball five times. It was six, but it got called back because of a penalty. Penalty. Uh, But he just shows out. Not only does he show out when running the ball, he was the highest graded player on offense by Pro Football Focus. He was the highest special teams player from Pro Football Focus as well. He jumped off special teams and has continuously. Him and Samuel Womack continue on special teams every single week to just show out. Uh, Samuel Womack did have the penalty this past week, but whatever. He's still making plays. Like football players make plays. I don't give a damn where you put them. Kickoff, kickoff return, punt. Don't care. The kid shows twenty four pops. That's all I got. It like he belongs. And if you don't want to hand him the ball, Shanahan, put him at linebacker because the dude hits people. Yes, he does. Uh, he's just violent. He's just violent.
0: Now you you mentioned a guy that you know was my guy, guy that. I got high on when they drafted him. I was like, oh, guys, watch out. This is going to be a playmaker. And it wasn't just because they drafted him in the fifth round. Samuel Womack, in my opinion, needs to be out there on defense just as much as in your opinion that Jordan Mason needs to be out there on offense. Kyle Shanahan has two pieces that he needs to free up and just let play football. Why? Because football players make plays. Quote that. That's John Chapman. Football players make plays. Now, have we seen Samuel Womack get burnt? Yes. Yes. Um, and it happened in the Atlanta game. It was only in the Atlanta game. Why? Wow, he was lined up on Kyle uh, uh, Pitts. Was, Pitts, right? And then it was just a bad matchup. And he, I don't think he understood his role, his assignment at that point. And then he gave up the containment to Marcus Muriel. That's when he scored the touchdown, right? So him and the linebacker kind of like missed their cue and, or the safety it was, it was Hufunga. They missed their cue and Hufunga reacted late and Womack got there late. And there was the touchdown to um, what you call it. But every time his number is called and he has to come in and, and, and give somebody a breather play. Uh, he's on them. Like, Uh, you know flies to you know what like he's on the player he's on the ball let's talk a little bit about Samuel Woman. why isn't he out there and I know why why does John Chapman say he's not out there and should
2: he be he should be out there yes he should be the starting nickel but Shanahan and D'Amico are not really doing a solid but I think they see it as they're doing a solid um that in for jimmy ward and so they want to always go with the veteran the experience the leadership and i get that but as far as coverage goes samuel Womack by a mile uh in coverage over jimmy ward in the in the nickel spot right um and so but it, it seems like an aaron banks situation where you just sit them next year they'll be starting but you just sit them and just let them wait i don't like it but it's the shanahan way he's gaining
0: somewhat of uh experience right and he's getting reps he's in special teams ace this is when the this is where these guys kind of make their name i feel like jordan mason and samuel womack are special team aces yes right got two aces they can come in and relieve either your defense or your offense or they can come in and play a couple of plays um but Kyle Shanahan just isn't going to go with them because they're young, they're raw, they're not vets. So I'm going to switch it back to the offensive side. The 49ers have a veteran at the running back position, and you didn't mention him. And so he's on the practice squad. So let's talk about Tevin Coleman and why I feel he'll be the guy called up, which would do what? Push Mason back down. So does Tevin Coleman actually, haven't heard his name haven't heard him practice, haven't seen him called up. Is he a call-up for Sunday? And if so, is he the guy that's going to be the number two to Christian McCaffrey?
2: Yeah, I think they will call him up. Um, And I think, again, like you said, there's certain roles that players have. And so if CMC needs a spell, then I think that's going to be Tevin Coleman. However, if Shanahan stays with what he's been doing with Elijah Mitchell, this is my hope that he just plugs Jordan Mason into that Elijah Mitchell role, which Man. Elijah Mitchell hasn't been getting carries until the second half anyway. Good so point. I could see Tevin Coleman getting the first shot, getting the first carries, whatever else. But that second half, if it's close or the 49ers are up, that should be Jordan Mason time. So
0: I want Jordan Mason in there. I also want Tevin Coleman in there mainly because he abuses the dog. He's played, re- He's played well against a couple of teams in his career. One Panthers, two Dolphins. this, this it's weird. It's weird. Ooh. Okay? So it's super weird, right? And how, how ironic is the timing of Elijah Mitchell's injury? I got to like, look this up now. So what if Elijah Mitchell's injury isn't really – it went from, oh, it's not that serious to it's that serious, right? It is, yeah. Uh, what if it's not? And what if this is just time for them to save Mitchell for the playoffs? No,
2: nah, I think I don't know, man. You, you saw his attitude probably is the best way to say his demeanor on the sideline. It was bad. It was really bad. So okay. I, I think it is that bad. And, you know, I'm looking now as as you brought that up about how he's played against Miami. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, man. You're not wrong. He's got some good games. I just he's saying. Got some good games, isn't he's it? Got weird some good games, but that's
0: so. So, John, that's my I'm telling you, man. I'm I know I got some conspiracies. Here it is. There's Jason. I was waiting for somebody to say this is some conspiracy stuff. Uh, Wayne, um, go to
2: Wayne, man. And I listen, love it. I, I love it when you bring this stuff I up. I can't man. help
0: it. I can't help it. Like Michael Jackson, written by Stevie Wonder. Now, hear me out, bro. I, I don't like it. I don't like that he's injured, but the 49ers. Like to get players back at certain times. I, if he's going to be back for the playoffs. How ironic is it that they have some guys that they can still plug in. There's guys that they need to give reps to. Right. I Where the hell is TDP? I want to see TDP.
2: Are we going to see TDP? Yeah. But I, again, I, I think that there's different running backs. There's CMC and Tevin Coleman. Right. That are. Receiving options, kind of do everything, veteran experience. Ah. Then you have Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, TDP. Those guys fit that category. Mm -hmm. And so you have TDP and Jordan Mason competing for those physical I formation, you know, 21 personnel, 22 personnel um, touches, whereas Tevin Coleman, he is the CMC backup and the fact that he can do the five-wide split-out stuff. You remember the catch he made on just a fade route? Probably uh-huh. Jimmy Garoppolo's best pass of the year uh, mm-hmm. against the Panthers. We we were at that game. That was and that game.
0: was against the zero blitz. So I, I need you to put that in into uh, context <laughs> because Jimmy Garoppolo is really well against
2: the blitz. When he can identify man coverage outside the numbers, he will attack outside the numbers. If he doesn't identify man coverage, if it's a zone, he will not throw it, outside, not the throw it outside the numbers. Good point, John. Good point. Good point.
0: All right, John, let's start breaking down this game, man, because we talked about guys coming back. We talked about potential players that may play. Uh, any any surprise scratches who will be if you can give me one inactive guy? Who would it
2: be? OK, this is a weird one, a little bit of a stretch. I'm going to say an inactive is going to be Elijah Mitchell because I don't think they put him on the IR. I that's think that's like that. And I like that. I like that. Because, again, I think that they are going to stash Elijah Mitchell and free up those two remaining return from IR spots, which makes it harder for Tevin Coleman to come back. Even though I think Tevin Coleman will be brought up, um, I think that that is a little bit of an issue because it's difficult to put Elijah Mitchell on the inactive, not the IR, and call up a practice squad. That's a lot of running backs on your 53, but I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it. They're going to inactivate Elijah Mitchell. And I think Ty McGill, I think his time being up on the, the, the 47 man active, I think that comes to an end with Eric Armstead. So do which they, Ty probably, McGill's played
0: great. So that means they have to release him because he's not eligible to go back on the practice squad. Correct? He was
2: promoted. Um, yeah, I, I believe so. They'll have to release some clear waivers, bring him back. Um, but I think they'll, that that's what they want to do. So that would be kind of where I would put it. Now, if you're going to, promote Tevin Coleman you got to pull a position from somewhere else do you pull a corner do you pull Ambry Thomas who's played some on special teams but not much like where do you pull you got to pull from somewhere yeah but if you pull him where does he go do you mean do you make him inactive you make him inactive right so you have 53 players on your active roster for game day you set up 47 so usually have six inactives Right, and so if there's any injured players like Elijah Mitchell, that would be one. So now you've got five more to go. Colton McKivitz, right? You you can look at the names that they usually one of the tight ends. Tyler Croft was off last week. We'll see where he's at. Um, Hold that thought. So no, you didn't have to stop talking. I just
0: wanted you to hold the thought on Tyler Croft because in my opinion, last week the moment Tyler Croft was inactive,
2: I knew the run game wasn't going to work. Croft has been amazing. He straight up took Charlie Warner's job, uh, and wasn't even close uh, with this year. And he he's been great. Having said that, if we look at just how they played last week, tight ends played really well. Uh, Dwelly great. and Warner played played pretty well. Did they play Croft well? I don't think so. Uh, if you just look at the PFF scores, Kittle actually had the lowest grade out of everybody. But Ross Dwelly much, had a I wonder how much three. that penalty
0: hurt Kittle though.
2: Yeah, the penalties are huge on PFF. So Dwelly got six snaps. Uh, Charlie Warner got 17. They stayed out of 22 personnel last week predominantly. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of one tight end stuff. But if if Croft is back, he's playing. He will be activated. They'll probably, you know, whether it be Warner or Dwelly, that's another spot you could get back because you got to siphon. You got to take from somewhere. Right. Um,
0: it would be gotta, Warner, I think. Because you can still get the blocking from Croft. You want to use Dwelly. You'll probably keep Dwelly active just in case you want to just have somebody to back up for Juice. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. It's it's you don't know, really need a backup for the fullback. And what if we see more juice this week? Like, like he's been kind of like just not used. And and it's by plan, it's by design. He had a carry last week, but it's by design he had catch last he had 30
2: week. 30 out of 70 snaps
0: last week. Right. But it's by design. It's by you not getting used to seeing him out on the field and certain personnel. How many times did we see uh, Debo and McCaffrey in the backfield? And matter of fact, their first time in the backfield in the, in the Saints game, I, I got to get your expertise on this. I know this isn't a film breakdown, but I got to ask you this because this was the first brain fart. There was a the play that, that Trent Williams and Brandon Ayuk ran into each other. That's somebody's fault. I don't know if it's Trent's fault
2: or if it's Brandon not knowing that Trent no. was going to have to pull. It's a play design fault. Okay, so they had a wide nine. So this is on the offensive left, defensive right. Mm-hmm. That The wide nine, very similar to what we do, mm-hmm. crashes upfield. Um, who, who was it? It was Cameron Jordan. Yes. I, I think it was Cameron Jordan. Was and he so what's supposed to happen is iuk is supposed to wall that defender and then they go outside of him. correct but man you know and trent it's a fold block but man that wide nine just crushed it that was just cameron jordan diagnosed the play before the play and he beat it you should have audibled out of it with the alignment that took place you should have can can called it and flipped it to the other side and it happened twice that game not just once happened again on the offensive right side later on that is a Look, you call this play, and it works if they're lined up a certain way. You get to the line of scrimmage, and you see you got a ghost nine on your unprotected tackle side, meaning there's not a tight end or a fullback there to help chip. You got That's the, hey, can, 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 can that you always see Jimmy do, and then you run the opposite play because you call two plays each. And probably my biggest concern with the Saints game was that Jimmy didn't audible enough. The Saints defensive alignment caught him off guard several times, probably five or six times. Um, but that's the Saints. The Saints' defense are pretty damn good. Miami's defense, not really that great. They're below average. Hold that
0: thought because we're going to talk about that right after this question because we need to figure out, like, they do have great players, but I don't think that they align the same way. I don't think they perform the same way uh, well together like that Saints defense you can tell has been there for a long time it's different when you have a defense that's cohesive and that's grown over years opposed to just plugging and getting this player that's really good and getting that player that's really good and trying to make it fit like sometimes that doesn't work right away it takes time right hence you bring in Bobby Wagner to LA and they just aren't the same even no matter how good he was but Bobby Wagner with Seattle was elite right and so that's kind nice. of like what we see like even with our offense it's just not cohesive yet even though we got great players they just need time to get used into rotating playing together learning how each other works things like that i have a question because mose and i have been going back and forth uh and he won't say that i'm right and i'm not gonna say that he's right <laughs> because i just feel like this was an overthrow and even if you disagree with me i ain't gonna say you're right either this is your opinion it's your prerogative bobby brown but here we go there was love a it. throw that I Jimmy threw it, to CMC. CMC uh, gets open on Tyron Matthew, right? He does this little stutter. Rail ju- right
2: on the left side. It's the it shuffle, wheel, right? snap, boom. Yes,
0: but he kind of did a stutter jukey just to avoid the contact from Tyron Matthew. Jimmy sees that but throws the ball. Right, opposed to seeing his guy, and he had time. And I know this is not a timing route; it's more of a, it's a wheel route. I'm just gonna throw it there. He's got to be there to catch it. In my opinion, was a bad overthrow.
2: Now, in your opinion, this was what bad overthrow. Um, And so, two things: one, it's it's it's, a lot of people. It's it's not a wheel route; it's a rail route. And so, the wheel route is whatever you flatten and then go back up. The right. Rail route, he did the shuffle, shuffle, and just outside release, right? Uh, which is similar. They're both similar. Uh, one of them takes, one of them's usually used with a seven step drop or a play action. One of them used with a three or a five step drop. Um, no, it was a bad pass. It was just a bad pass. And that's Jimmy's worst pass in his entire repertoire. Uh, he has continuously missed that one. And you want a safe completion there. You don't have to go for the touchdown. You don't have to go for the perfect pass. You just got to complete it. Uh, Jimmy. Again, I told you, when will he throw it outside the numbers? When he can identify its man man coverage. coverage. The motion, the pre-snap motion of just the double shuffle, and you saw Tyron Matthew widen with him. Jimmy recognized it was man. They brought the blitz. Perfect diagnosis of the play. Perfect read. Perfect progression. Everything was perfect. Just the execution of the throw. Jimmy cannot time those deep outside the route numbers. It was a bad throw. In my opinion, Moses is amazing. Mose knows all. Uh, but in my opinion, my assessment of the film, and that's okay. Different opinions are fine. It doesn't sure. mean, yeah, different opinions are fine. But in my opinion, it was a bad pass. Yeah, and, and Smor- Mose was more like if he would
0: have threw it more in, then CMC gets crushed. I agreed with that, though. I agreed with but that. But there's it uh, on the sideline,
2: you, you got to
0: complete the pass. You got to complete the pass. It didn't have to be in. He was wide open. And yeah, you put it, was, it on the
2: sideline still, but
0: it was 8 yards between him and I think it was Marcus yeah. May. There's 8 yards like Marcus was running toward him, toward the ball. So, yeah, it wasn't there was like a single
2: he, high look on that side. It wasn't it, even in, you know, I don't think they were in cover 2 cover or Cover 2. Or, no, they weren't because
0: your cover other cover guy was in man covering him on the railroad. Yeah. So, yeah, which so, we saw a lot of that. Yeah, we did. And now let's talk passing. about this Miami Dolphins defense because I feel like they won't be able to defend certain players and certain play designs as well as the saints. So I want you to talk a little bit about their defense defending our offense because our offense right now currently isn't getting the love that they deserve, right? I don't have the rankings in front of me. I'm sure you have them right there in front of you. I think our offense is ranked number 11th or in in the mid range of the league, as far as scoring, uh, as far as yards per game, and things like that. But we're going up against a defense that's ranked toward the bottom. So
2: let's talk about our offense to their defense. Number one thing that, you know, the first thing that comes off to me is Dennis Allen versus Josh Boyer. Okay, so if you look at Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator for the Saints, and I I credit, I think it was David Lombardi that put this out there with The Athletic, you know, one of the most, brought up names when offensive coaches or head coaches are asked like, which DC confuses you the most? Dennis, Allen, Dennis Allen's top of the list. And we saw that he confused Jimmy several different times. The good news was um the good news was like they didn't result in turnovers. So there's a big difference. That's a veteran led defense with the saints, Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, Tyron Matthew. Uh, you can go on and on and on like experience, confusing, weird defense to the Dolphins. And Josh Boyer, who's done a hell of a job. Uh, He's been there for three years, came over from the school of New England, like hell of a coach. But it's 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 secondary driven, right? How do how does New England build their defenses? Secondary. secondary Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say about Josh Boyer and what they've done is they have gone after defensive line prospects at a much higher rate than New England has. But still, where are they paying? Xavier Howard, who's one of the best in the business at corner and the other side, Byron Jones, all that kind of like they paid a lot of money. So mm-hmm. now if you look at the metrics and kind of what they bring, they are a below average defense, no matter what metric you use DVOA, turnovers, yards per rush, passing yards, doesn't matter. There's 32 teams in the league. 16 is average. They're 17th at best at best. It, so below it's a average they're below average. Now, they match up really really well with the Buffalo Bills, uh with the Patriots. You can put them against elite wide receivers and allow their corners to just play great coverage football, which they're going to do against the 49ers. But their middle of the field, it's susceptible at best. Um uh, you look at their linebackers, you look at their safety play, which they've got, you know, some decent safeties, but they're nowhere near, even what the 49ers are putting out right now, there's there's holes in this defense. But straight man-to-man coverage, they'll get you. They will get you on the outside. Good news is, in a five-wide set, pretty damn hard to do a lot of man coverage outside. It's just difficult. And if you do, guess what? Captain check down, yeah, win, right. win, win, win.
0: And, and this is what we want, right? The high percentage completion throws. Jimmy's going to – I and, and don't get it twisted. I think Jimmy looks to go downfield three to four times in this game.
2: Right, I, really I hope do. not to our wide receivers. I hope he goes downfield to Kyle Juszczyk, Kittle, yes. uh, you know, stuff. D- because, Debo, they're gonna Juwan be, Jennings. because he's yes. going
0: to locate them in man coverage, right? Like,
2: yes. that's what you're hoping that the Dolphins do, right? I, I don't want Ayuk one-on-one with Xavier Howard going deep. That's ah. just Jimmy doesn't throw that ball well. That's Xavier Howard's, like, literally how he's made millions of dollars. Like, take advantage of their safeties. Take advantage of their linebackers, which Shanahan's very good at.
0: And please don't let this be the one game where I even hear his name. I haven't heard his name all season long. So don't let this be that game by Jimmy trying to force the ball. Now I didn't say he's going to force the ball down the field. I just really feel like this is a game. Jimmy's going to have a little bit, a little bit of time, right? I'm not taking away from Bradley Chubb and Melvin Ingram and that front. I think they got a really solid front. But you got to take advantage of the linebackers because that used to be Jimmy's Achilles. And this is a game where he can actually try to take advantage of the linebackers. Yep. Juwan Jennings and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk over the middle of the field. This should be a field day of game. Please give me Brandon Ayuk crossing routes. Why are we not seeing those more?
2: I uh, don't I don't know what to tell you because you know this is something I've been kind of screaming at for a while is that Brandon Ayuk is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. We're just not using them that way, that way, but somebody's got to get, you know, somebody's got to get snaps. Somebody's got to get targets. You look at the touchdown, the one touchdown drive you had versus the Saints. It was a heavy Iuk drive. You got to get the ball to that cat. Now deep down the field, that might not be the best way, but yeah, those in breaking routes, those slants, those double moves, get it to them, get it to them. But yeah, it, I mean, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. He's a stud. In your your head, if everything is going right,
0: if if the offensive line is blocking decent, if they're playing football, if they're playing, you know, disciplined football, okay, meaning that they don't give up, they get a big play and they don't get a penalty on it. How many points can this offense or should this offense score on this defense?
2: Yeah, if you look at the over-under, right, on where they are, it's 46 and a half. And so, you know, if if the 49ers get to the 20s, I think they win this game. I don't see this being a 40 to 30 game. I don't see any of that stuff. 22 is my number. You get to 22, you win this game. I don't care who you are. Um, so that's just kind of the way I see it. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. But if you pass 22, you got to dub this game. That's the way I see it.
0: All right. Now let's talk. Let's flip the script. Let's talk about their offense against our defense. All right. And that's kind of where... Like a lot of the Miami Dolphin fans, a lot of the 49 ers fans are a little nervous. OK, uh, they have they don't have the number one offense. So let's just keep it above They're sixth in scoring. They score what? About twenty five point six points per game. Uh, here's the thing, though, the 49ers only give up
2: fifteen point seven points yeah. per game. So
0: just yeah, tell me yeah. how that works.
2: Well, I mean, if you take out the two games, which, you know, you can do this on either side. If you take out the Falcons and you take out the Chiefs game, 49ers give it up eleven points a game. Um, and so shout out to uh 49ers barbecue lover. What's up, my friend. Uh, he's the one that I stole that from, but which team's going to show up again. We talked about the defenses that they have played against. Like you have not played against a quality defense in a very, very long time. Um, Texans Browns, bears, lions, Steelers without TJ watt, like the Browns. Okay, cool. But like, those are some really bad defenses and yeah, they're putting up 30 points against those bad defenses. It changes when you're going against a historically great defense. Now, which Niners are going to show up? The ones that showed up against the Chiefs, which I would argue their first half was actually pretty good. Drake yeah, I, Greenlaw got hurt. Second half completely fell apart. I, yeah, I thought, that that I was
0: the first three quarters were decent. It was another fourth quarter loss, in my opinion. Right. from What I watched and what I assessed, it just they couldn't keep up, and
2: then the defense just couldn't stop anymore. Because it. Greenlaw was out, and Aziz was out. You remember DFF came in, and, and they just
0: and Mooney Ward was injured. He was coming you know, back off the injury. Jimmy Ward him. was too. Yeah, and so was and he had the club on his hand. That was his first game back.
2: So it's a total different defense. A lot more healthy. That's four lot, different players. I know, That's bro. it's Eric Armstead. It's Drake Greenlaw. It's Aziz. It's Mooney Ward. It's Jimmy Ward. Like that produce. is huge. That's five. Yeah, I'm learning how to count. Um, uh, it's it's big. So. We're going to find out. There's going to be some wide open wide receivers for the Dolphins. It's going to happen. They're going to have some deep passes. You know, one of the things that I think Tua does better than almost anybody else in the NFL is he throws deep quick. He identifies deep quick. And with McDaniel there calling plays, he understands our defense as well as anybody. So he understands our rules. The Niners aren't going to change up who they are. You're the best. You be who you are, and then you make adjustments. The 49ers have been susceptible in early quarter scoring. Uh, then they make their adjustments, and then they're fine. So, yeah, I, I, this I could see Miami jumping out to a 10-0, 10-3 lead, and then I think the game's going to slow down, and then I think the 49ers slowly come back. That's just the way I see it. It's just weird how you see things, and
0: I see things, and it's just crazy how we see things the same way. I feel like we get punched in the mouth first, it's just the way it is. And then they make the adjustments in the second half. That's the difference between this year's 49ers and last year's 49ers. Yep. The adjustment period. And this is the main reason why I feel like Kyle Shanahan even wants the defense to go out there first. Right, so he can focus on what his adjustments are going to be come the second half. Because when he gets back to the scripted plays, nine times out of ten, they're getting into that red zone. Now the question is, can they execute in the red zone? And that's something that it's a different, to different team, it's a different defense that they're going to be facing. So I feel like that they will be able to. Chrissy says, "Seems like stats don't matter when teams
2: play us." Am I imagining things? Um, no, she's not wrong. We're different. We. <laughs> We're different. Uh, The 49ers defense changes everything because there's a lot of teams that try to do what we do, but they don't have the personnel that we have. If you don't, I mean, the fact that you have Bosa, Warner, Hufunga, Charvarius Ward, those four guys are difference makers that it's very difficult to get every single level of defense, outside corner, defensive line, linebacker, safety. To have those playmakers at those four positions, that's very rare. And so when you have the personnel, you have a very simplified defense. Defense is not complicated that the 49ers run. It's consistent and it's simplified. You go back to where I forget which game it was, where we started giving up touchdowns early. It was two blown coverages. It was and so the chiefs game. So it was, I think it was after, cause we won that game, right? Yeah, it was, it was, what was the, the game right after after the chiefs, the Rams, right? Yeah, it might have been the Rams game. Rams, and they, yeah, because we were trailing the Rams. Yeah, yeah, and then you just blew them out of the freaking water. And so once right. you calm things down, and you've heard D'Amico Ryan say probably five or six times this year, when people are not playing a hero ball and they just do their job, everything works fine. Mm-hmm. And that's all you got to do. You just do your job. You don't have to be crazy. You don't have to be crazy. Ben, but don't break. Paul, hope man, I love Paul so much. Ben, but cool. don't break. Swarm when the ball is out. The turnovers come. It just—it's a mentality. The Niners are different, and I think this defense is going to reign supreme. I really, really do. I, I think the question is going to be answered: defense or offense this week? Um, and I hope I'm right. But this is not a game that I am particularly like concerned about. This is not a game where I'm just like, oh man, if this doesn't go well, if this doesn't go well, the Niners are going to lose. I don't feel that way at all. Um, yeah. Dolphins are great, but the I mean, teacher the do- is greater than the pupil. They're never, they're,
0: that's 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 the way I'm looking at this. We got a super chat contribution shout wow. out to. Ammon. says since taking over in the slot, Jimmy Ward has been targeted 28 times, rendering
2: 27 receptions. I think I found my uh, my burner account right here. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) He targets 11 receptions. He's trying to explain to us statistically that Womack's the better guy, I think, in this in coverage. Yes, in coverage, but I think blitzing, yes, when it comes to
2: just knowledge. Uh, energy there's something yeah. about that c all right yeah. he's got the c on his chest right yes and that's yes that is huge he is mm-hmm. an emotional freaking leader he is a captain voted on by the players mm-hmm. and i'm arguing against myself right here mr brown because i'm with you and we said it earlier it should be womack but there's something about having that dude out there that just changes the way this defense plays um and, yeah, whenever he forced that one incomplete pass, it was on, like, a third and long against the Saints. I was going crazy. And I even tweeted out, that is the first incomplete pass forced by Jimmy Ward um, since he's returned this year. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. At some point, he's got to turn it on. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think he's ever going to turn it on. Like, not yeah. at this position.
0: But I'm okay with it because we have the defense to swarm to be there. I mean, I, I just I, – who's the best nickelback in football, bro? Like, I, I felt like I've asked this question before because I need to know the stats from the best nickelback, cornerback, in NFL because I guarantee you they're giving up a high percentage of throws because they're all quick slants. They're just quick throws. They're
2: yeah, the Fuller throws. brothers would be up there. I, I think the Cardinals uh, guy, when they moved him inside, oh, you know, yeah? pretty solid. You sure um, took advantage of that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, well, I, he, he just, didn't play. He didn't play. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I'm but just yeah, saying, he
0: like, high they're high the nickel in my opinion and i could be wrong i didn't play it's nickel tough back. position
2: it's a it's tough a, position it's a
0: tough position right and i feel like in nickelback you're gonna give up the completions but can you make the tackle and i feel like that's what it is i mean uh keywon williams and gave he up, can
2: tackle really well and so right. Jimmy Will can tackle really well
0: and Kwan williams gave up plenty of completions Matter of fact, he was getting burnt in coverage. Like
2: he's, he played really well this year before he got hurt. But yeah, right, there was an issue because he could not guard the sl- the slot fade. He could not, um, and I would That's argue crazy. Jimmy Ward really can't either. I don't think um, he can either. But I
0: think Womack can because of his speed. He's fast, and because of his and you know his innate ability, he's played it, Jimmy. But Jimmy's said that he doesn't want to be there. Like I don't know how to. <laughs> dude dude when i go out and do shows bro there's times i just don't want to be there i don't think i you're not going to get the same performance you're going to get a performance but it's probably not going to be the same so this defense um against their offense their offense scores about they've been scoring about 30 points so how many points do you think this offense is going to score on this defense this week
2: Um, I got, okay, so I'll, I'll spoiler alert right here. I'll I'll give you my predictions that I got right now. As far as just how this game ends, I got 27 to 24. Um, and you know, I said 22 points is key. I wanted to say 24, 21, but that's what I wanted to go with initially. But 27, 24, I just think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a close game. And if it's going to be a close game, I love the 49ers defense to hold at the end of the game. That's just the way I see it. So, yeah, no doubt they can score. But 24-21 just seems right in my head. I got 27-24, but I keep going back and forth to those. Uh, So don't pin me down on one of those. Yeah, I still got some more work to do.
0: I would never do that. But this guy has gots to go. Like, his comments are officially funny. I give my all on every podcast that I'm on. Dude
2: puts out some energy,
0: man. Listen, but he's whatever anyway so my (laughs) score uh i got 27 don't know do i have 20 nope i got 24 17
2: oh yeah i like that i like that i don't think Um, the
0: defense gives up more than 17 points i don't care if the defense gives up 17 points in the first half guess what that means second half they're gonna give up what yeah yeah look is miami let me let me just keep it 100 with everybody miami's gonna score Okay, it's just what it is. Not going to be another shutout game. Don't anybody ever expect that again. It's not going to happen. But I just feel like the 49ers defense being as great as it is. And and you know what, John? I just want to win this game. And I do want to do it defensively because then and then I'm going to talk the most smack talk. About this 49ers defense being probably the best defense
2: we've seen ever. It's there, man. It is there. And the 49ers have had so many great defenses. So many great defenses. Now, we talked about this when we were live with the 49ers on 49 Yes. Only twice in the 49ers franchise history have they finished with number one you, in points allowed. Do you 1984 remember? 1984. Yes, sir. And 1960.
0: Hey, 1984, they beat this team in that Super Bowl. Um, oh, wow! look at that. Look at that. Hey, it just so happened to be Dan Marino and the, and, the, and the Fins, right? Mr. Isotoners himself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I just want y'all to know that John and I see each other twice a week, and we don't plan either show. I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about when I get on there. He had no idea other than previewing this game. What do yeah, you to talk it about? It keeps
2: here? it organic. So, like whenever you're on my show, I got the notes. He doesn't see them. And whenever I'm on his show, he got the notes. I don't see them. It just keeps it organic. That's the idea. Um, and I hope that comes across because they're good shows. I think these are is quality content. Uh um, so. it, it's I, fun hanging out. You're freaking chat, man. It, yeah, it's it's fire, very good. Man.
0: I try to tell them they the MVP, I gotta do awards. They do it because I'm going to actually personally hand out a <laughs>
2: at
0: the end of the season. So there's gonna be uh top contributor awards there's going to be it's going to be so many different types of awards and categories I'm sure Miss Debbie uh will figure that out for me but key matchups John you got to give me one and then we're going to do a position battle we already did the uh and then you're going to give me a game day prediction you already did your score Ooh. prediction so key matchups man give me one key matchup I'm talking Saturday night main event I'm talking WWE Survivor Series WrestleMania The world heavyweight
2: champion of who? What's the key matchup? Um, Shell, their number three left tackle going against Nick Bosa is just (sighs) it's going to be bad. Gasecki, their tight end, they're going to have to chip Bosa the entire time. Which here's where it gets crazy. Their other tackle, their other tackle, Brand uh, Greg Little, who a lot of people should know he's with Carolina for a while, he's got a 29.2 PFF grade. So they're going to have backup tackles at both spots. Defensive ends are going to eat this week. Tua's going to get hit a lot, a lot. Um, that's that's by far the most important thing to this game. Um, and I I really – I don't know how to write this or how to put this in my preview. I hope Tua stays safe, and I mean that. Yes. Like I don't want to see another bad hit. Thankfully, the 49ers are not a dirty team. They don't play that way um, like the Saints do. Like, so Tua's going to get sacked. Tua's going to get hit. I just really hope none of them are in the realm of personal fouls or to the head. I really, really – I don't want to see the – foot. the NFL's better with Tua playing football, and I hope that he continues. I don't want – he's one injury away from the year being done for him, which would break my heart because I actually like watching him play. But I think he's going to get hit a lot. Mm. If I had to go with a key, key matchup,
0: I'm gonna go on the other side. Oh, I'm gonna go and I and I like I like Chubb. They're gonna you're they're gonna they're gonna put Chubb on McGlinchy's side. Now McGlinchy's Randy
2: Gregory week three had the most success against McGlinchy with the the Dipper yes, 49ers game. Yes, he but did. Chubb was
0: still good. Chubb Chubb was the, the pick six callback safety play guy. Yeah. 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 Um I'm just going to go with
2: that because he's going to be. Play. In the that side was a low side. point of the year right there, bro. That was Jimmy's worst game ever. We were sitting next to each other. We're just like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> but
0: the whole game, the whole game, like the Denver fans were trashing Russell Wilson yeah. until yeah. that moment where Jimmy just looked worse than Russell Wilson.
2: Yeah. And that's you know saying mean? a lot because he's been really bad. <laughs> that was Jimmy's worst game, by the way. That was, and after that, it, it got better. After that, it got better. Okay.
0: um, I'm going to go with Chubb, and I'm going to go with the opposite side. I don't think you line Chubb up on Trip. Trent. Hey, they tried it, and it didn't work. Now, Gregory was the speed guy, so they put him on McGlinchey. McGlinchey struggles against speed guys. So what if we do Ingram on
2: McGlinchy? Yeah, he's more of a power bull rusher guy. Uh, he doesn't have the bid. He doesn't have all the flexibility Chubb does. So, yeah, we know that McGlinchy, and I'll say this. McGlinchy's coming off one of his best games of the year. Last week versus the Saints. Correct. So that's correct. Um, I hope that continues. I really trend do. Up. I really do.
0: It could be a trend up. Um Position battles. Now, I know you can go with the easy position battle. Uh And I'm dying to know what's going to be that number one exclusive position battle. Now, we're talking position for position. So it could be running back, running back, receiver, receiver,
2: like tackle, tackle. Position. This one's easy for me. I mean, you look at the headlines, you look at the former players, it's running backs on running backs. Prove to everybody why you traded Jeff Wilson Jr., and it wow. was a great trade. I, I think like it. it was a great trade. Like Prove it. to everybody. Not not CMC. We know CMC's better than Moser. We know CMC's better than Wilson. No, 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 no. I'm saying, and I like Jeff Wilson, but I was never high on him. The idea of a fifth-round pick for Jeff Wilson in a contract year was overkill. I want to see Tevin Coleman, TDP, Jordan Mason proving that they're that, better than ah. or on the on par. Like I think I that's the idea. That. I don't think the 49ers thought that those players are better than Jeff Wilson. I don't, but I think they're replacement level players, and that's kind of how I see Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I think he's good, but I don't think he's great at anything. I like that.
0: That's like that's a pretty darn good. Breakdown. I'm sorry, I'm going for the main event though. I'm I'm going nope. Tyreek Hill, yep. Debo Samuel. Which player is gonna be the most dynamic? Since you didn't pick it, I'm gonna pick it because that's what it comes down to. Tyreek Hills is is coming off of a good year, but not his best year at, at the wide receiver position. But listen, it's it's because they're able to utilize Jalen Waddle a little bit. And that might even be more of that, the, the position battle you want to watch. Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Waddle. Which one of those guys are going to be able to get open the most? I feel like Brandon Ayuk's a really good route runner in the NFL, and he can route just about any DB up in the league. And we also watch Jalen Waddle find ways to get open as well, right? And so if are going to come down to those. well, I'm, You know what? You went running backs positions? I'm going wide receiver positions. How about that? I'll just leave it at that.
2: Skill, 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 man.
0: And it might come down to the number three, Cedric Wilson versus Juwan, third and Juwan. Yes. I'll take Juwan all day in that one. And I like Cedric Wilson. All day. All day. Well, John, man, it's been real, man. I need one more thing from, you. I need a game
2: prediction from the great John Chapman. You know, I said earlier, 27-24, I'm going down, 24-21, and I got the defense holding to prove everybody why. I I think the 49ers jump up, something like a 24-10, 24, uh, you know, around that, somewhere like that, 24-14, and slowly, you know, we get conservative, use the clock, whatever else, but the defense is going to win this game. They're going to have that hold in the fourth quarter, and everybody's going to know when we walk off this field. 49ers defense reigns supreme. Oh man, I like it. I like it a lot, man.
0: Uh now listen, uh, there, there's a Raider fan in here, and I was I was trying to see they, they have a GoFundMe page. I, I would need to know I need to know more about it if if you don't mind. Uh could you send or email? I'm gonna put my email address up here. Um, they're trying to raise funds. There's a five year old. I, I don't see the whole story, so I'm missing out, and I don't want to mess up anything. Um Oh, it's a, OK. Here it is. Uh, Raider24Nation says our son needs your help. He is fighting for his life um, at Sacred Heart Medical Center. Bills are piled high and we're struggling to make it. Please consider a donation uh, to show him we're here for him. All right. So uh, if anybody wants to donate, please do so. Send me an email of the thing, Raider Nation. The email is going to be thewaynebreezy at gmail.com. All right. So I'm going to put that right there. Uh breezy at gmail.com all right make sure you do that look football is big life is bigger than football at this point you know what i'm saying and uh uh thank you for even joining the stream we appreciate you um and we are we do apologize and we are sorry for what's happening to you but you're definitely going to be in our prayers and we'll make sure that we keep you in our prayers um for the rest of my life. That's that's how I am. I'm a praying person. So um, with that said, make sure you email me. John, it's been real. We got a couple of contributions to get to real quick because there might be some questions in there. And then we'll end with the poll. And then it's weekend time because John and I will be out in Cali, baby. John, while I get these up, why don't you talk about the 49ers Rush Road Trip?
2: Yeah, man, we've got trips on trips on trips. We got three left. We've got Miami this weekend, uh, which we're going to be partying with the freaking legends for both teams John Taylor, Eric Wright for the 49ers. And we got Mark Duper and Mark Clayton for um the dolphins. So we're going to be partying out at the Mission Sportsplex in Fremont Saturday night and get your tickets 49ersrushroadtrip.com. And then Sunday the day of the game we got a tailgate. We're going to be in blue lot number 1. Unlimited tacos and drinks going to be awesome. Uh, man, we've got so many people coming out to this. Uh it's going to be a good time. And so there I know there's lots of tailgating options Not knocking any of those. There are great, I go to a lot of those and they're wonderful experiences. But try to join up. And you know, this is our first time we're hosting events in Santa Clara. Um, usually we do all the road games and we're still doing Seattle. We're still doing Vegas, but, uh, yeah, come on out. If you're local 49ers, rush road Trip.com. If you know somebody else that's partying, uh, send them to that website. Uh, we'll take care of them. Uh, we, we had a pretty good positive, um, results when people come out and party with us. I don't think we leave a lot of people wanting, uh, more. Everybody seems pretty happy because we got so many repeat customers, which is nice that's 100,000%. 100, 100,000%.
0: 100, uh question for both of you, super contribution from our brother Gavin. He says 49ers are in the top 5 for converting third downs. Why can't we keep that desperation energy for the red zone?
2: Uh it's it's more difficult for it's compressed reads. It's compressed reads. Uh, um so you. that's kind of the issue there. It's it, check downs don't work as well. Um Slants don't work as well. You got linebackers sitting. That's that's the issue. And, and I would argue that is the main reason, that is the main reason why Kyle Shanahan spent what he spent to get Trey Lance. Uh, because mobile quarterbacks in the end zone changes everything. It gives you a numbers advantage over a stagnant quarterback that's just not mobile. Um, it's 11-on-11 11 11 football, bro. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's, it's simple. Somebody's got to count for that quarterback because they can take off. And if you want to know why Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, all these, like their red zone percentage is high, it's because they have the ability to get that ball in the end zone around that one-yard line. Matter of fact, that was Trey Lance's first touchdown, wasn't it? Uh, it was yep. it was red zone touchdown.
2: Uh, let's and, and and I wanted to talk about the First Mike. touchdown pass last year. Uh, last they year? pulled him in in that Detroit game, and he threw the very first pass of the year, that's, touchdown pass of the year.
0: That's when we thought we were going to see the dual quarterback thing. And then Kyle Shanahan was like, no,
2: no, no. He
0: was on his George A. Marisan look. No, no, no. All right. So um, uh, just to uh, tap into this question, too, is like, uh, you know, you talked about the field being truncated, uh, a lot less space, but... I do need the IQ, our quarterback, to just be a little bit more higher and noticing that there's probably somebody going to blow a coverage and be wide open. So don't force it to one side. I ain't going to mention no names, Jimmy Garoppolo. But when Christian McCaffrey is just sitting in the end zone doing cartwheels and backflips and karate chops, you might want to look the other way. Just give it a look.
2: I, I will say this: the, the previous two games he did do that, right, to Brandon Ayuk both times. One of them was to Ayuk, and Ayuk dropped it. The other one he hit Ayuk, and on the double slant, uh nailed it. And so, two out of the last three games he has done that. One was dropped, one was caught, and then he missed the one to CMC. But again, his read was reading left to right, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a bad read. But yeah, mm-hmm. there was th- it, there was a wide open down the backside.
0: It's it's just that he read it wasn't open, and then went that way, right? And then right he was open. But if right. he could have just reskinned, yeah, dude, it's a lot to ask like, in the red zone, but yes, hell no, it's left, right, left. That's the same way you cross the street. That's what you do. You're gonna play court left, right, left. Just, just, just simple, <laughs> simple. Christy Marie. Great show, guys. Love both your shows. Have a blast at the game. Safe travels, breezy. Welcome to Cali. Now let's beat those. Dolphins, and that's how we're gonna end the show, John. Final
2: thoughts. Let's go have a great weekend, baby. Thank you, Chris. I I love it, man. And just the people, and I'm just gonna say that, man. Your community, what you've established on here, despite all the crap that's happened, um, it lives on and it's growing strong as hell, man. Excited to see what all this will become because it's the best there is.
0: <laughs> I like it when I'm wrong. I don't care what you say. It's left, right, left. That's what my mama told me, and I'ma listen to my mama. I was
2: gonna I... say I think that's wrong, but uh, I didn't want you were you were feeling it. I didn't want to. What is I didn't it when you it,
0: when you stop at a stop sign? Don't you look left, right, and then one more time to the left, and then go straight? It depends on what side of the street you're on. It's different. Well, damn it, he he's got to be. Sometimes it's left, right, left. Okay, well, sometimes right. it's right, left, right. When I when I tell you what <laughs> when I'm when I'm marching, what's the cadence?
2: What do you mean? What's oh, the yeah. See. Left, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. You got to get it
0: right. Anyway, great show. John, I love you. I'll see you in about 24 hours, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Enjoy the weekend. Make sure you got your alert set to all. On and hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to uh the 49ers Rush podcast channel right here on YouTube. John puts out more shows than I do, so make sure you check each and every one of them out. Hit that like button, comment, and join the
1: community. Love y'all. Stay up, stay faithful. Until the next time, we out, y'all. Peace. Breezy oh, this, this, breezy, breezy that. that. They know I'm gold-blooded. Yeah. I got the Niners on my back, you know. and yeah. y'all me this, yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. Lord ain't nobody working like breezy and that's a fact Overmotivated is an understatement gold-blooded to the core got your squad hating. breezy make it look easy breezy on everything like 050 5067 wheezy this is not a game yeah we faithful in every way and even though we on the east coast very loyal to the bay heavy so red and go gold every three. day yeah, and if ten, you really ten, a nina fan ten. i know you can relate applying pressure mine? with this content yeah. like smaller bear we not accepting no slander by yeah. trey so that. beware i stay in exclusively yeah. nine hats and i always tell the truth it's exclusively yeah. nine facts breezy this breezy that they know i'm gold-blooded i got the niners on my back you know yeah breezy